Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's the first of the month. Bum, bum, bum. It's the first of the month. Bum, bum. That's all I got. I mean, does anyone know? Does anyone know the rest of that song? How the fucked up part is? Like we're both like, and what else does it say? Yeah, we don't. It's the first of the month. That's all. Yeah, that's all. That's it. It's us. We're back. It's December. Yeah. Fun fact. Oh, well, it's I'm going to let you finish with Courtney and Amy. Fun fact. Today is December 1st. Today. That's why I said it's the first of the month. Today, I know, but I'm trying to let them all know that today, this first of the month, is Amy's last day. Well, possibly. Possibly last day. Possibly last day. Last day alive. No, I'm just kidding. Before she... There's a, a a new bundle of love and hope. This should be here tomorrow. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I'm getting a cat. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Um. Well, you know, I mean, it's freaking me out a little bit. I I mean, I didn't realize my son was having sex. This is freaking me out. <laughs> Well, it's oh a little late God. for that, hun. He's oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm really excited, and the baby is due tomorrow, little baby boy. Um, I, I'm very excited. I, You know, I've been acting like I'm having it because I've been scheduling everything around the birth when, in essence, I have to do nothing, like less than nothing. I'm not even expected to go to the hospital because they're not having a baby in the hospital. Oh, please, tell a- everybody the truth. Honey, she's been buying clothes and all oh, yeah, yeah. kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For months. Fun. <laughs> no, it's fun. And squeeze me, Courtney. I am a very good shopper, so That's I know when the sales are. Right. No, it's fun. It is so much fun. The only downside is that I, I'm not buying girls' clothes because it's going right. to be a boy, but right, right. it's so much fun, and it's so. I'm on a listserv for the new mommies in the neighborhood, which is hilarious <laughs> because I'm like, wait a minute, so you, could, you could get the stuff because don't they all? Isn't that how they tell? We got. I have a bassinet. Who needs a bassinet? No, is well, that kind no, of how that works. That kind of stuff. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff that um, uh, Lucian and Abby are, are have brand new because why not? Right. If you can't, it's stuff like. Wait a minute. They sell things you can put on the floor so the baby doesn't hurt themselves when they fall. Wow, I didn't know that. I just put a towel on the floor when he was learning how to crawl. Who knew that there's things? I don't know. Well, do. back then, like, you know, when when you were a mom and my mom was a mom, I don't know if there were things that you put on no, the floor. Were no, you know? no, there were no things. It there was were like, barely, don't drop your kid. <laughs> yeah, there were, it was basically like, don't put the fork in the outlet and don't put it in front of the car. That was it. That was it. I mean, right. it was like no things, you know. But now there's all these things so that the children don't hurt them. They're like, whatever. I'm very, anyway. Um, if if I will announce it via the interwebs when the, when the child shows up. But for right now, I'm just business as usual. Business right. as usual. Right. So, what do you think about schools reopening? Do you feel like you're ready to go back into a classroom? Well, I was sort of back in because I was there as one of the babysitters. Um, right. I, I don't mean to, but they had to have people in the classroom because a percentage of kids were coming in and you need to have an adult in the room. You know, I honestly, I hate de Blasio, but I think it's a no-win situation. He can't win kind for this. Right. right. I he mean, closed the schools and parents were livid. Then he wants to open schools and people are livid. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's really no win. I mean, the thing is, he does need the support of the union. If the unions are saying we're not going to come in, then what the fuck? You know, the custodians can't teach. So 
I understand letting the younger kids in first, but I will say this. How are you going to socially distance with 25 to 34 kids in a classroom? That's the thing I don't understand because when I was in the classroom at this high school, uh, shout out to BCAM High School, um, there were 10 kids there, so it's super right. easy. To, so right. How are you going to do that? That's what I can't figure out. That's that's the part of the equation I can't figure out. But I don't know. I feel bad for the parents. I feel bad for the teachers. I feel bad for the students. It's a no-win. But what, what I mean, the 3% positivity rate was arbitrary. I understand it. But the thing is, you shut it down again. It's just confusing. That's right. all. Every, everybody gets a diploma. There. Boom. Right. Well, here, like, you know, here's a question I need to ask you. You know, I don't have, like, a, you know, even my god kids are out of out of uh, school. Um, yeah. You know, so are they softening, you know, entrances to college for kids who are in the 12th grade? And, you know, the 11th Everybody grade, they look that. at those grades, and then, you know, yeah, yeah. 12th grade, you're applying for how is college admission going to work? Because these kids kind of got derailed in the really important years of in school. In the 11th grade, which is the – well, my niece and nephew are actually are high school seniors now. A lot. A good thing is that they're not taking into account the standardized tests. So that's okay. a good thing. Right. Because those tests are bullshit, as we know. Right. Uh, I, I think they – I mean, they're in California, too, which is just, like, on fire literally right now. Right. So um, – Though I think they have to take some of that in consideration. I think they're gonna, I think what they're gonna have to do is look at the 10th grade grades as well and then part of the 11th grade. Because, do, I mean, in defense, they shut everything down in March in the 11th right. grade. Right. And you know and I know that there is no learning going on in the second half of any school year. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. No, but once you about the eleventh grade, the eleventh grade, because March you still have in New York. Mar you no, still, they didn't March, take, they April, didn't, May, June. Like that's no, but still, they didn't take any of those tests last year. That's what I'm saying. Oh, none of those. Right. That's right. Uh, and none regions, of the regions happened, right? No regions. None of the happened. regions, which is seniors, but none of the statewide tests happened. So mm. it's. It, you know, when this is all over, we're going to look back and see the upsides and downsides. Obviously, the upsides are, are very personal in a sense. Right. I mean, there's no upside when people die. But if it's making us – it's making us all rethink institutions that we've always had. And maybe those tests are bullshit because they it's are. It's so funny. I've been out of school for so long, I forgot about all of those standardized tests that we took. And the research. I feel like I took – the history regions, the math regions. You did. You took everything. Regions. And then I never like the New York wide state test that used to always come and happen. And no, like I never ACT. took them. There was so much. It was just test, 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 test. No, it is. I, I, I mean, I only reacquainted myself with it when I became a teacher, and I was like, oh, my God, these kids are stressed out. But I never took the regions because I went to, like, a hippie high school where we just had to be. <laughs> had to be. Which may explain why I became a music journalist instead of getting a real job. a lot. <laughs> yeah. We just had to be. And I, and I've been. I've been. <laughs> honey, oh. honey. But anyway, you're good. Everything's yeah, good. I'm yeah, child. Listen, I tell everybody, I'm like, ultimately, right? In the beginning, I was really turned out, you know? And, you know, people around me were getting sick and dying. And it's like, I don't want right. to get used to that. But, like, going, I went through that in, you know, the 80s, the, the, the first hit of AIDS with just friends right. were getting sick and dying. So then it's like you get used to that feeling again. And I, you know, from the beginning, speaking to a friend who works, you know, who does work through the UN all around the world, and he was saying, listen, this pandemic's in history around for three years. It's going to be three years of this back and forth. I'm glad there's a vaccine, all of that. But I have coming, I should say. But I don't think we have some miracle that everything is going to be all right. Like, I keep hearing everybody saying, I just can't wait for 2020 to be over. No, it's not like, like they're like going to We're going to wake up on January 1st and this yeah, no, no, no. miracle of ray of sunshine and everything is no. going to be better. I mean, they've already said that regular people like you and me are not mm -hmm. going to – 
um, it won't even be till June. It's not going to be like a light switch turns on right. and everything's going to be like, I will say though, I went food shopping this morning and mm-hmm. the freak out shopping is beginning because, um, oh. as you know, as a good shopper, I try to find my bargains. And if you bring your own bag to Whole Foods, you get 10 cents off. Yeah, bag. I bring my own bags, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the pandemic rationing is beginning on butter and tofu, oddly enough. So mm. word to the wise, if you want to stock up on butter and tofu. And now. like the and the toilet paper, so I see people are acting a fool well, about that again. And the thing that was interesting about last time is like, do you ever notice it never, if your store ran out, usually by the next day or the day after, they got some more. There you is know no why? Because we're paper, industrial. Calm really? the fuck down. There's an industrial no shortage on toilet paper. Yeah. There's never going to be a shortage of anything in this country except for intelligence, okay? Right. That's the only thing we have a shortage of. All right. Wait, I'm glad that you just said that because <laughs> I watched all of these motherfuckers arguing about not wanting to wear a mask. And then they opened up two In-N-Out burgers in Colorado, the first two in Colorado, and people waited for 12 hours for a hamburger on these lines. And I'm like, you motherfuckers don't want to wear a mask, but this is America. Don't tell me my rights. Now, let me go wait for 12 hours and get a fucking hamburger. Colorado has a mask mandate law, I think. So let's be fair. I mean, do they, is Colorado as bad as like Texas or something like that? I mean, any place where the people are waiting 12 hours for a hamburger. For anything. A ham, a hamburger from a fast food joint. Are they that good? I don't eat meat. Are they that good? You know what's really funny? All my years going back and forth to L.A., In-N-Out Burger was not my choice place to get a burger. I mean, I've had an In-N-Out Burger. It's fine. No, you know what? I like an Astro Burger, if I can be honest Ah. with you. Astro Burger is my favorite. I like the Fat Burger. Fat Burger is cool. Fat Burger. But I would always go to Astro Burger before I went to any of them. That's just my humble opinion. I never, I was always a vegetarian, but I will say when I used to go to Oregon, I heard Burgerville was very good because they Mm. used fresh ingredients, and they used to have Walla Walla onion rings. Oh. <laughs> with the Walla Walla onions, and it was seasonal. And they would have triple berry shakes. Now I'm getting hungry. Okay. That's it. Lighting up for 14 hours is anything. It's ridiculous right. for anything. Right. It's there for anything. The only thing you should be doing for 14 hours is hope sleeping and watching television. But we'll I get mean, to the TV later. A good law and order marathon oh with my some God. nachos. Or, as we call it, a Tuesday. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, I'm watching a Law and Order Mass on. Oh, you mean it's Tuesday. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Uh, so we gonna, anyway. Can we talk about, so let's talk, talk about, about the, these Grammys. Uh, <laughs> like the Grammy knobs. People have grandmothers. You know, that's the reason I don't want to be called Grammy Amy, because then my <laughs> grandchild will think I'm a golden statue that nobody gives a fuck about anymore. <laughs> And yet, Courtney, they don't give a fuck about it, but they whine like little bitches when they don't get nominated. They all want one. Got I it. don't care if you're Drake who wanted to diss the Grammys, oh. but when he won last year, he was there to get his Grammy. Wasn't? Didn't he get? Wasn't, oh wasn't yeah, there he last didn't year? Win. Or whatever. He didn't, uh, he, did he win Drake? I'm sure he's won a Grammy. I, yes, he's won Grammys. I believe he has won Grammys. The funny but thing he, is, it's like I absolutely get. The first one is the oldest argument in the book, right? About who should be nominated, what's relevant. And if you really go through the history of the Grammys, you look at somebody like Diana Ross, who's groundbreaking, who never won a Grammy. She's got, she was given a lifetime achievement Grammy. She never won a Grammy with the Supreme. You think about all of that classic work, her solo work, those songs that are now like American standards, never won a Grammy. Then you look at somebody like a Madonna, who did not win a Grammy for her music until the Ray of Light album, which is her seventh album. And you think about how huge, like things like Like a Prayer, that album was groundbreaking when it came out. So it's all subjective, right? Now, right. when I looked at the list this year, people would oh. bitch for a long time saying, we need new people, we need new people, da, 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 it's the same old people, it's the same old people. Now a bunch of new people are nominated, people are furious. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I don't think they're furious. Well, I mean, yes and no. I've heard a lot of a lot of people are like, I don't even know these people. And All you right. know what I mean? I, so I'm talking about like the general public. Then we'll get to the artist side. But and but and then you realize you're never gonna make people happy, right? And two no. I looked at some of these lists and I'm like, okay, some of these songs are things are, are are deserving of being here. I'm glad Dua Lipa had a monster year. That record, her album was great. Dua Lipa, yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, let's just how let's are the chicks not the there though? You know what I mean? Because I'm what like, is, what is what is the it? Dixie Chicks' big comeback was a great record, well reviewed, and not one it nomination anywhere. It flopped. It flopped. They burned all their bridges. I think. I think that's it. I think they have no profile. I really, and it's also well, the record company pushing well, it. No. But this is, it's hard to say flop with vintage artists, right? Because a lot of these vintage, vintage, listen to me, making them sound like old wine. Yeah. I'll call them heritage artists. A lot of the heritage artists don't have streaming because their audiences from the 80s, the 90s, the early aughts that bought records and the younger artists seem to stream a lot better that I noticed than a lot of these heritage artists. Like you look at Madonna, Madonna comes out at number one, usually her week one, because all of the old school fans buy her records. But she has zero streaming and her albums always drop. Mariah Carey does not. Like depending on what it is, her all I want for Christmas, her Christmas stuff is always going to shoot up in streaming. But when her albums come well reviewed, but the streams that she doesn't have streams, I think Katy Perry has been suffering from that. And you see the younger artists absolutely that like Ariana Grande is the streaming queen, you know what I mean? These younger artists have it, so it's a it's a it's a really yeah. Like, but the if, if we're gonna, but if we're talking okay. about the Grammys and we're gonna try to measure that success, it's gonna be really hard for these heritage artists to ever fall up and and, and be where okay. these younger kids this, are because they don't stream. The Dixie Chicks are in their 40s. They're not heritage. But, <laughs> but they are heritage now. Uh, legacy artists are. They are. That's the thing. In your right. 40s, you move past, you get pushed to that adult area because, hell, it happens in your 30s because all of these artists were also very radio driven. And suddenly you get to be in your 40s and mainstream radio, even in country, is not playing your record. I mean, I, all right, let's just get, let's just get to the record of the year. Cause that's the one that goes to the producer and the mixer, right? The yeah. artist producer. Mm -hmm. mixer. All right. So I went through it. Now, I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend to say attention to right. All right. I, I like Roddy. All right. Rockstar. As soon as I played it again this morning, I knew what I say. So Doja Cat, whatever. I can't, I cannot stand her, even though it's a catchy song. But it's, it was a big record. I, you know, it's a good song. It was a, it was a big song. Too. It's a very song. cute song, but I just, I have issues with her. But that's another issue. A lot right. of people do. She's a little problematic. Yeah. All right. Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now. Great song. Here's good. the one that, um, the Black Pumas are a really good group. They don't yeah. get any kind of play, but they are really good. Here's the one I have. Okay. <laughs> I know that there are certain artists that have become knee jerk. You nominate them. But uh -huh. Black Parade is a – it's not a good song. Sorry. No. It's you not know, a good song. I have and to they, be, Yeah. And they, the thing is, is that the Grammys are doing like what the Academy Awards did. They didn't give Martin Scorsese the Oscar for Goodfellas, so they gave him the Oscar for a movie that's like good, but not as good as Goodfellas, right? Right. So – Beyonce always wins Oscars in R&B, black music. She's net, not Oscars. Uh, Grammys. Grammys. She didn't get it for the album she deserved it for, which was mm -hmm. Lemonade. So they're going to be mea culpa now and just go, we'll just nominate her for every time she coughs. Black Parade is not a good song. Well, she won Best song. Urban Contemporary Album for Lemonade. She should have, she didn't get it. Yeah, but that's album not. I actually thought she was supposed, I thought. The last album that I worked fully, which was the self-titled 2013 album, the, the surprise Midnight Drop, I absolutely thought, well, when that was nominated for Record of the Year, it was a really cohesive record. The yeah, videos were beautiful. The visual album, I was like, this is it. They're finally going to get for our album of the year. And when that didn't happen then, I was like, oh, or even when she was nominated for Sasha Fierce, there is something really interesting about she gets a lot of nominations, and yeah. she has over 20 Grammys at this point. I think she has about either 22 or 24, 
I think yeah. it's, it's between 22 and 24. Um, but if people really go through and they look, most of her Grammys, and I think you and I have had this conversation, have been in, in the black categories. Like, she'll get nominated in those big pop categories because she does not win those. Marginalized. She's still marginalized. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But, but it, which is quite odd. But to see them give her the most nominations, and it's for this song, I, I yeah. really found that quite heavy. Yeah, it's odd. All right, so let's go. All right, so, all right. And, so and, that, and that spot should have been the weekend's blinding lights because no matter how totally. much people don't, and I think he's one of those guys who has a weird thing. I think he's got the public, the commercial side loves him. Yeah. I don't think industry people really like him. I don't think they really know who he is. I don't think they get well, what he's about. And I think that's why they don't it. vote for him and he didn't make it on these ballots. I think that's but that what was we his said. plot. I think that the thing with The Weeknd is, is like when he was sort of this edgy, coked out Canadian guy releasing stuff for free on the internet, he had like the, the buzz sort of thing. Then he decided right. he wanted to become Michael Jackson, which is fine. Right. I, I could not tell you, I've never heard the man talk. I've right. never read an interview. I can't tell you what he's about. Right. And he makes really good music. And this was a really, it's everything you want in a pop song. It was catchy. It was interesting. It was a good vocal performance, good production. I and a don't. Worldwide smash. Like smash. around the world, the album and the single. Worldwide right. smash. I don't get it. He just must, he must just not, there's something no about it. Yeah, there's something about them people don't like. There's something yeah. about well, industry industry people because the public loves it. Industry. Yeah, people. I don't get it. He must have done something to somebody because there's just it's like. Well, I think right, what he, you just said is really important because I agree with you. I don't I don't know anything about him. I yeah. you know I have some of those early mixtapes that he used to drop, and you're right, right where he was like the edgy dude, and you didn't really he just had the weird hair, and you didn't know that much about him. But uh, it's like. This is where the the dumb part comes in, right? Where your personality should not have anything to do with the music. Absolutely. But I do right. think that you saying that hit it on the head. It's like no one knows what he's about, really. You don't really know him. I don't. I, now that you just said that, I'm trying to think. I know I've heard him speak, but I can't yep. even think about what his voice sounds like. No, I, I've never. Really I know. He, I don't I know, really know anything he, about no, him. He's Ethiopian. He's Canadian. He's Ethiopian. Yeah, I know um, that. He he the Hadid sister nobody cares about. Um, I don't know anything. I, I think he dated Selena Gomez. But the point is, yeah, yeah, I think he it, did. yeah, he did actually. It now that shouldn't matter. That. It shouldn't right. matter that he has no personality because right. Beck has no personality and he right. won album of the year. It shouldn't matter. And if, and you know, people always get in this argument, oh, who cares if it was commercially good? It wasn't a good record. It was a good record. It wasn't and, a record. And I'm tired a, of people doing that, too. I'm like, guess what? Commercial viability is really important. Because a bunch of critics can sit around and say whatever, whatever, whatever. Some shit is critic poop. If the people like it, it's not as bad as everybody always tries to make it out to be. Well, but it was a good record. It was All a right. great. Listen, he's extremely talented. But I yeah. do think he's one of those people. He's had some weird views. Like, remember the weird thing with Usher and weird shit. I don't know if that worked against him, but I was absolutely surprised to see him completely shut out. Yeah, he's sort of a cipher. All right, so that's um, so Record of the Year is Black Parade Colors by Black Pumas, which is a really good song, but it's not going to win. Rockstar, Da Baby featuring Roddy Rich. I have this weird thing. I like Roddy Rich, um, even though he appears to be a midget, but um, I like him. Say so, Joe. I I love Billie Eilish. Sorry. Sorry, but I think she's really good. Um, I like her. I would not. All right, so wait a minute. Uh, Post Malone. I couldn't tell you a Post Malone song if you put a gun to my head. He irritates me for many reasons, which I'm not going to get into. Savage, Megan Thee Stallion, featuring Beyonce. Eh, it's not a record of the year. It's a good song. It's not a record of the year. I think out of all these songs, Courtney, Mm -hmm. and it's not just because we have a crush on her, Don't Start Now is the best song. To me... Don't start now is amazing, but so is Colors by Black Puma, and you know, Say So is a great pop song. I really like that. And Rockstar was huge. It was a huge record here. It was a huge record internationally. It was number one in the UK for like five. It is a really good song. You know, know, all right, album of the year. 
Uh-huh. Here's where it gets. Okay, first off, it appears to be produced by people from Asia, which is interesting. Okay. Janae, right. uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Aiko? Aiko? Janae? Aiko. Aiko. I think she's talented. I'm really she's shocked. Very talented. That I'm, a, I'm, I'm happy for her. That was a left field. To me, that was the left field vigor. Left I was like, field. Oh, wait, what? 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 Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got way better product manager than um, The weekend. Black Pumas, they were nominated for Artist of the Year. Last, I mean, brand new artist. Good record, but that's like an album to show that you're, you you know, you value music. Uh, right. Everyday Life. Okay. This, did you I know? I do Cole remember that? this. I, you know? First when we spoke about that earlier, I was like, no. And then I remember I do have this album. I do remember that it came out. I just never played it. I have it, though. I, is this the record where they decided to go dance music? I guess. I haven't really played it. Exactly. Okay. The Jesse Volume 3 Jacob Collier. I, who is this man? I have no idea who that is. Thank you. Okay. Um, Women in Music Part 3, Haim. I like that record. album. I like it, too. So, again, but I also think they appeal to the kind of – they play instruments, but they are good. Um, right. Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa, cohesive record. record, successful, critically acclaimed. Yeah. They have a chance. She has a chance. Uh, again, Post Malone, I wouldn't know him from if he fell on me. Um, he, as I have said, he looks like a bad pap test. Um, <laughs> I don't Twice. like the writing. Twice. Twice. A bad pap test touch when they're like, we need you to come back. <laughs> no, come. I'm sorry. Miss we Linden, see, we see something that. unusual. We need you to yeah, Miss Linden, back. we've seen some abnormalities. <laughs> Could you come back, please? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, no, no. It's okay. We just need to, we just you need have to a, run the test You're again. like, you have a Post Malone. You'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, I have Post Malone syndrome. Um, <laughs> Antibiotic help? Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think this is Taylor Swift's to lose. I mean, here's the thing. The record came out of nowhere. No one knew it was coming. Right. Then it turns out to be good. Then it turns out to be a huge hit. My thing right. is, this would be her, you know, and it, it shouldn't count for shit like this, but it would be her third album of the year Grammy. I know. Which is crazy. Like, that's crazy. Like, I would believe Stevie Wonder has three album of the year Grammys. I know. I don't know if a lot of other people have that kind of a number for no, album of the year. And listen, question. it's a really well-written record. I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, but I told Me you, neither. I enjoyed this record. I listened, I will always listen to her music once, at least. I thought it was a great record. I was like, if I was a fan of hers, this would be on repeat. I would love it. Here's my question. Number one for like seven weeks. It was a big record. I think I, I, here's my question. And I agree with you about the three album thing, but, and then, but my question is, is there any record on this list that if she won, you would go, Oh my God, she doesn't deserve it. Hashtag white privilege. No, no. And that's just the thing, right? There's none of like, if you go for what the blockbuster is, She's yeah. actually the blockbuster, but Pulse Malone sold well because that's a big record, and Dua Lipa, those three right. are the biggest records on right. it. And um, I think there's a I lot of... I think it's anybody's race. I do. Yeah. I think it's anybody's I race. I think also there's a bit of sympathy for her for the whole Scooter Braun thing. I think that... And this could be the year that people, you know, like they did for, for the Dixie Chicks that year, simply yeah. because why, artists don't like that. Because if you... It, for all of our listeners out there, here's a little fun fact. Most artists, there is a point in their career, especially if you're as huge as Taylor Swift, where you get a chance to buy your masters back. And right. when you see a lot of these artists who have new deals and they've got their own companies and they, a lot of them have done deals and they got a chance to buy their masters back. So to watch someone not be able to buy her work back and then see somebody who you know she has an issue with basically go sell it to someone else and they, now you have these these fucking these these fine finance firms they're not even people it's like finance firms buying record companies and 
buying publishing and so they can just make money. It's not even about the artistry of it anymore. Now you're, you're a product and they're going to try to take, make your money. The one good thing about that, that deal is still for them to try to license anything out, she still has to sign off on it. Yeah. So well, hopefully she won't. You know what I mean? They will have spent that money and she's just, cause she's re-recording all her music. So good. Yeah. For her. I mean, I agree with you, but I'm not going to be holding a tag sale for Taylor Swift anytime soon. No, it's not. But see, it's bigger than that. And that I know, bigger. I know. For I, me, I, it is a it is an artist thing because I think what she's fighting for is for I all artists. That. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's no. pretty fucked up for someone to just keep buying your music and then selling it and selling it and selling it. And not even to, like, another record label. It's now to... It's an investment. And then, yeah, it's really, it's not, it's not cool. Right. So this could be the year, like you said, that artists rally behind that and just give her everything. Well, do keep in mind that the people who vote, you know, the, the, the Naris, like the Oscars, it's not like you have only the artists. You have a string player in the Boston Philharmonic who has as much of a vote. Cause everybody no, when votes. I was in Music World, I used to vote. Like I was a right. I member, voted. Like, yeah, and I used to yeah. vote. Yeah. We vote in the, we can vote in the, in the, in the big four, the big five, and then, mm. and then vote specially. All right. So song of the year is Black Parade, The Box, Cardigan, Circles, Don't Start Now, Everything I Wanted, I Can't Breathe, I, I, and If the World Was Ending, which I heard this morning for the first time. It's a really good song, but I wouldn't know what Julia Michaels looked like. I have no idea what she, who she is. She's, she's been, an artist. Well, she's, she's, yeah, she's been around for a while. But isn't it interesting? You like, you look at these lists, right? And it's just kind of like, okay. Like, yeah, there's nothing fine. that screams out, like, all right, whoever wins, you're not going to feel like someone else got cheated, right? Because yeah. everything just seems so, yeah, it's fine. okay. Yeah, it's fine. None of them, but I will say out of all, I Can't Breathe might win because it is very, so. it's about social issues, right. and I think they want to give her something because I don't, well, you and I have had the conversation well, about her. she's won Grammys, but she's, she's yeah. won Grammys, you know. But she, you know, she... I mean, th that could win to make a statement. All right. right. Best new artist. This is the one that makes my head spin. Ingrid Andress, who is she? No idea. Country um, artist. Okay. Phoebe Bridgers has been around for a while. Everybody loves her. I don't, I find she's like whatever. I think her claim to fame is she's the one who accused Ryan Adams of, of um, something bad. <laughs> Chica, no idea who that is. <laughs> Noah Cyrus, I refuse to believe that even exists. But here's um, the thing, and I feel like she's had a couple of records out, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who is, exactly. Who is D Smoke? I have no idea, but everybody exactly. feels like it's hip hop. Right. Doja Cat. Again, I don't yeah, see her yeah. having much of a career, but okay. Kate Tronda, been around no, Kate, forever. Kate, Kate Tronada. And I, I'm like, so. I guess best new artist, even though he's also had other albums out that got a lot of press and notoriety. But who who might have said anything? No, it's they've changed the category. It now right. says this category recognizing an artist whose eligibility year release achieved a breakthrough. So it's basically like if you were in an irreversible coma for fifteen years mm -hmm. and woke up and suddenly went, Wow, that Beyonce, she's pretty. That's the best new artist. It's like my dad. It's like it would be like if my dad suddenly no. went, "Wow!" And Megan Thee Stallion. And Megan Thee Stallion with her third album. Yet they are calling her debut album. Right. Well, they were all mixed. Up. All right. I want. I don't even Wait, want. Can, to we, can you please pop. explain this to me? I need you to. We're from the era of mixtapes. These motherfuckers are. are putting out full albums with videos yeah. and like 15 tracks, and it's like, no, that's not my album. I'm like, uh, what? then the album comes and it's like full album, 15 tracks, some videos. What's the fucking difference these days? Like, what's the difference? There's no difference. It's just a, it's just a way of positioning yourself. Right. I mean, everybody used to go on and on about Frank Ocean, Channel Orange's debut. I said, <sighs> oh, you mean as opposed to the album he put out before that? Do you know that? how much I feel like he is the most overrated artist on the planet? All right, let's, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I we said it. I said right, it. We're talking I said about, it. I yeah, said we're it. Gonna, he's proved <laughs> to be overrated, but we'll have – I want to go for best pop solo only because – I know why you want to go for best pop solo, because your boyfriend's in the fucking category. Well, no, my boyfriend's <laughs> in it too, but my, 
fucking Justin Bieber. Okay, here's the thing. Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. why, why, why? What's it with the Canadians? They're all whining this year. Okay. <laughs> why, why, why? I was, I'm very glad I got nominated, but I'm an R&B artist, and I really, no, you are not. <laughs> no, right. No. I, like, suddenly, no. suddenly, now, like, when you were pop and white and got the big fan base, you were fine. Now it's like, I'm R&B. Now, <laughs> like, Courtney, here, okay, Courtney, I have black friends, and I right. listen to black music, and I like basketball, and I'm not black. And like, uh, like if you suddenly change your name to Sheila and you come to my house with some bamboo right. shrimp earrings, we're done. <laughs> I feel like all white pop artists named Justin feel like they somehow get a black pass. It's like I just, mean, just then to say it out loud. Suddenly, now, now you're now you're an R&B artist. Yeah, now he's an R&B artist. Well, this album was a return to his R&B roots because why? <laughs> Because he has a video where he and his black girlfriend are praying and he's supposed to be working in an oil field. And what the fuck was that all about? All right. Um, I would love it if my boyfriend won because I want him to get up there in that fabulous dress. And I think he deserves it. But I could live with Yummy is the stupidest song ever. Um, This to me, I would like to see go to to do up a don't start now because to me, she brought some fun and shake your ass and. Hey, not for nothing, Courtney. Do you think that I think that by the standards that we're talking about, I think that Harry Styles deserved an album of the year. Why not? Yeah, this was a big album, and it was big. I feel like the album was bigger here than even at home for him. Even though it was a big record there, it was a big album. Yeah, absolutely. Huge album. Critical. Um, It also deserved. Yeah, he should have. He also should have been in that. What did we just do? Song of the year, record of the year. Was he not in either of those? Top solo. That's it. Oh yeah, like he should have been in song of the year and record of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, he had three big hits on that. All right, best pop duo. I don't care about any of these songs. Um, okay, here's the question I want to ask. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what Uh, every category feels like. They'll probably give this one to Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, because you know that's how that works. Harry got, Harry got best pop vocal album nominee. Mm Mm-hmm. He always, uh, no. Uh, oh, did he? He got best pop pop vocal. Uh, But he's up against Dua. That's a, Okay, how, okay, uh, this is yeah, giving he, me. But you know what, he might, he could, he could snap that, but you know what, Taylor Swift yeah. is in there. This could be a Taylor Swift night where she came, you know, listen, she wrote this record, it's a folky record that people didn't know what to expect, and it's a smash. This could be one of those nights where she just walks out with everything. Okay, I just want to skim through this, but I am very disappointed that um, Fiona Apple, which was a hugely critically acclaimed record and very good, gets a nomination for Best Rock Performance. Do you think of Fiona Apple as a rock artist? For Shamika. For Shamika, which is a great song, but why isn't the uh, album she got, And she also got for Best Rock Song for Shamika. Oh, wow, she did I, not get... She did not get a best rock album. Like it's so or, weird to see her in the rock categories. That's before, what I'm saying. She I was have always never, in the pop categories before when she won her Grammy. I've never considered her a rock artist. I want to get to the stupidest category, the new stupidest category. Wait, I'm going. Wait, right, you I'll think of Michael K. Winuka, K. Winuka as, as rock? Which one? Michael K. K. Winuka. You know his last record that he put out, K. Winuka. You He's think not rock. He's no. nominated for Best Rock Album. I guess and I'm, looking a... at, I'm looking at that going, I don't really, I don't think of him as rock, really. I don't know what, but she's got Best Alternative Music, um, Fetch the Bull Coat. Okay, so Which we're Which is going... crazy. So the songs are nominated in Best Rock, but then the album is in Best Alternative, Best Alternative Music and not the yeah. rock. So weird. All right. Here's the category. This is the new category that makes, okay. Best melodic rap performance <laughs> for solo or collaborative performance containing both elements of R&B melodies and rap. You mean like um uh thing song, um, the sing song shit has its own category. Sing song shit. So does Jody <laughs> do Jody Watley and Shaka Khan get uh, retroactive Grammys because they did this shit a million years ago? 
Let's All right. So anyway. Break, cry, laugh now, cry later, rock star, lockdown, the box, highest in the room. Okay. I love the box. I don't know no, why. it's a great song. It's a big yeah. song. Wait, who's best rap album? Let's see. Best arm. Okay, well, hold on. Best R&B album, Ant Clemens, uh, Giveon, Luke James, John Our best Legend, rap album. Gregor- uh, here's the, here's the best rap album. Okay. Uh, Deep Smoke, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Isn't Freddie Gibbs a reggae artist? No, he's Jay a- Electronica, uh, Nas, Royce the Five Nine. Hmm. Hmm. All right, this is an interesting one. This is an interesting yeah. one. All right. Um, this is actually a really interesting one, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've heard that the really Nas record. A- I've heard the Nas record is really good. The Royce the Five Nine record is really good. Right. Like it's just it's just weird. Like a J Electronica who another one. The album had a lot of people. You know, the the the, the mystery of J Electronica, but it kind of came and went. Does he because of the mystery of J Electronica snatch a best rap album Grammy? Uh, That'd be interesting. Um, can we do a segue? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about because we've been. I, uh, I want to talk about like sort of the soundtracks of the music, the TV soundtracks. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Or movies? Because that's. Do you know that one of my dream jobs in my mind would be to music supervisor? Yeah, music supervisor. That, I was thinking that about be, that for a while after I left. Uh, when I first left, uh, doing working at, at a label, my friend Regina, who's a writer was trying to really encourage me to do music supervision. She was like, you, you'd be great at it. You should be a music supervisor. You know, it's so amazing. And isn't it great to see how people are really digging back in to yeah. really pulling great music for these TV shows. Now you and I were talking about the music for the crown. I, you know, the, the job that Kira did with insecure, like really insecure has been, for Great. four seasons, musically, for like R&B and hip hop and new artists and young artists, it's been great, great, great. Did you watch? Did you watch Lovers Rock? The Steve McQueen. Oh my God! Let me just tell you something. And I, this is what I loved in the moment. It may seem cheesy to some people, but I'll explain why I loved it. There's a scene where they're at a party, and they put on Kung Fu fighting and everybody's doing the moves to dance. And I remember, first of all, I have that song on vinyl. It's one I never pull out and play. And it's funny how that was shot in the scene and how it was when that song came out. You listen to it now, if I was like some cheesy, hokey song from the eighties. Right. But it really was this tune and we all danced and everybody did like the karate chop dance. And to see that, I was like, this was authentic to the time because a lot of times when people use some of this music, it's always like in a comedy and it's making fun of the moment. And I really loved that celebration of that moment in time and just seeing them all like in, in London and having those same vibes. I mean, parties in New York and it's like that same thing that you recognize. And that's the thing that music does. It kind of connects you and you realize, Oh wow. Even though these people were, 3,500 miles away from me during that period in time, our vibe was the same with this song. And I love that, that that bringing back a lot of this music and putting it in. Like, it's used so well in... in well, I mean, so I just well. want to set up a little bit in case people haven't seen it. So Steve McQueen, not the dead actor, the director, um, has done a series of five short, semi-shorts to short films for Amazon Prime uh, called... Um, and I have... Two of them are up right now, Small Acts, which takes place in Notting Hill, uh, which was a huge West Indian neighborhood in London. And the one we're talking about is called Lover's Rock, and it's basically 70 minutes. It's it's a house party in Ladbroke Grove, London, which was a primarily West Indian neighborhood at the time. And the centerpiece, it's everybody getting ready for the party and the romances, mm-hmm. and but the centerpiece of it is this extraordinary almost 10 minute, which is a lot of airtime in a film yep. scene of people first dancing to the song and then singing a cappella the song Silly Games, which was a huge smash mm-hmm. in London. It was Lover's Rock, which is not a genre that really made it here, but it was British, black, uh, West Indian genre. And what's cool about it, I'm sure you noticed, is that in the scene, 
Dennis Bovell, who wrote and produced that song, is the old man dancing in the scene. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and I got hip to Dennis Bovell because he produced Keeping in the Vibe of, of that time. He produced all those Linton Quasi Johnson records, which wow. had a huge impact on me. Because, yeah. And which is also used in The Crown, England is a Bitch, and it's also used in the first Steve McQueen short because as a punk – I mean, I had heard reggae. We had all heard reggae, but Bob right. Marley, stuff like that. And there was a huge connection between punk – and and reggae, especially in London, it came over, you know, to the United States. And Linton Quasi Johnson, those records, we'll post some of those songs, extraordinary stuff. So Dennis Bovell was like a dub producer. At, the music in Lover's Rock, just like, it's just a beautiful, as you said, a beautiful fusion of the look, the time, the vibe, the it's music. It's amazing. You're great. It's amazing. You're great. And it's basically 12 hours in the life, right? They yeah. get up. They get up. Did you hear the little snippet of Sunday Girl by Blondie when they're singing yes. Sunday? <laughs> I, I was like, wow. But it's a great appreciation. And Lovers Rock, again, and again, we'll post some of that, was a genre that didn't, it was a born in England version of reggae. Born yeah. in England. You know, and never, no pun intended, translated. But it was gorgeous. And you were talking about The Crown, the new uh, episode, going back to like, um, English beat and uh, what else did they use? Uh, Bowie and Linton, right? Great music, right? Yeah, we talked about I May Destroy You. The music in I May Destroy oh. You was incredible. Incredible, incredible use of new and old songs. That is just, that's the, that's the power of music. That's why I loved it. That's why I worked in it for so long. That's why yeah. even though I retired from the music industry, I'm always doing something to relate back to to that form of entertainment because it's just, I don't know, it just gave me a feeling when I was watching Lovers Rock and they were dancing and winding up on the wall. I just remember those parties and just being young and the lights all dim and just dancing and carefree and that energy. And, you know, music really does transport you. And it's I'm glad to see that it's become super important in in shows again, you know, because before it felt like we get a lot of throwaway shit. But now it seems like people are back to realizing just how much it sets the mood and gives you that energy when you pick the right music for your show. And I also think a lot of that, maybe I'm wrong, has to do with there's so much uh, content now. And you have to set yourself apart. I mean, Martin Scorsese has been using music fabulously in films forever but there's so much content now and and it is really extraordinary and as you said it's a way of really placing you in a time and place and most americans do not know a lot about the windrush generation which was the first wave of west indians who came to england we grew up in the united states our black culture was a very different black music than it was in in the UK. So it is a fascinating kind of like moment in time. But yeah, watch if you have Amazon Prime, I'm sure it'll be released in other forms at some point. But it is just I mean, I'm excited to see what the next the next um, the next movie is going to be because he's clearly McQueen is clearly tapped into that um, that time and place. It's his it's his childhood. You know what I mean? It's the celebration of black culture and all of our yeah. beautiful tapestries and colors. Not every story, and I, and I say this all the time, not every one of our stories, we're not some monolithic group. Not every story is the same. Not everybody was just some sad environment without a happy home. Like, we have uplifting, happy stories. The American story, the, the London story, the working class story, like everyone else. And I love that music is really being used in a yeah. way to tell that story because when I watched that I could feel that because I was like even though that was London it's the same experiences I had here with music and you know what I mean that same vibe and 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 I guess that's what it's all about right it's kind of yeah totally that up. so I have something well, to ask you I have a question yes ma'am yes sir are we well, ma'am thank you so much um, <laughs> are we are we yes, um, <laughs> are we secretly starting any process for the, you know, the new Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff? 
Um, I, 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 as you I know, know you can't um, talk about certain shit, but like, I'm, um, I mean, we're, I don't even know how we're going to meet. We can't right. be in a room with each other. Right. I mean, wait, I know how we can be in a room with each other. If we become a church, then we can throw ourselves into a room and breathe all <laughs> over each other. That is all right. true. So I'm going to suggest to them that we charge ourselves to the rock and roll trunk <laughs> of fame, and then we can all be in a room without masks, coughing all over each other. Right. I'm sending that. I'm calling up John Landau today and saying, hey, <laughs> John, what's good? Yeah, I have Doesn't no idea. Process, yeah, isn't this around the time where you all kind of start? No, it's usually in September. Oh. We usually get together in September. Usually it's like, it's September's when we meet. The nominations right. are announced like in February, December-ish, something like right. that. Right, New Year's-ish. And then the show itself is usually in May. Like March. Oh, right, 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 right. May, right? Well, obviously that all went to fucking hell in a handbasket. Thanks, China. Um, so we couldn't do any of that. So I don't know when, I don't know how we're going to meet. I mean, right. it's gonna, if we do it via Zoom, that'll be a shit show of epic right. purport. Kind of sort of. And, and as you know, Courtney, like most things in my life, I do it because there's free food. Right. <laughs> I love the food. The food is right. really good, like deli platters, because as you know, Record company Jews, we enjoy our deli. So we like a you, deli platter. And, we do and, like a deli platter. And crudite for some reason. There's always, like a, there's, there's always a giant crudite platter. And there's always and they always have vegetarian food because that's uh-huh. cool. And they always have really good cookies. They have those. Oh, amazing. there's always good cookies. And if you get if they're being really fancy, there might be a charcuterie board. No, 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 no. We don't have that. We have those fabulous black and white cookies, which I enjoy, mm-hmm. which are basically cake, as we all know. And I then they have get the, the white, the, the white chocolate chip macadamia. That's the one. Those I are good. To go for. And I also enjoy the Italian wedding cookies, like the, mm-hmm. the oh, I love those. Yeah, cookies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are good. No, it's fun. But no, you get to hug up on people and see right. people, and it's not. I don't know. But you know, this year Jay Z is eligible. So gee, I bet that's going to be a you know that. Oh, be he is. Yeah. Twenty five years. Right. Yeah. When it's it's not from reasonable doubt. It would be from his first single and he put out a single earlier than that, right? Yeah. With uh no, somebody but it would else. probably be from reasonable doubt from the first album. But yeah, I guess oh god, well you know you know how that's yeah. gonna work. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's gonna be a lock. <laughs> that's a lock. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's a lock, but that's a lock. So Hopefully yeah, I get some, no. nominate some fucking women. Like, oh no, there will be a tremendous amount of pressure, as there should be, to nominate women. Trust me. And it's like it's because they deserve it, not just because they're women. I'm telling you, no, no, of, like, no, totally. You know, women passed over. It's like it's time. Like women who work really fucking no, hard. No, totally. You know? No, it's not. It's not because it, we're not. I, I do not grade on the on the mm. quota curve at yeah. all. Mm. I mean, there well, are. I know women. you don't. I'm just talking about your other people. I know you. No, you voted for not, Pat for me, and you didn't even want no, to vote for Pat. Not in that. I will say this. I will say this. In that room, in mm. the inner sanctum, uh-huh. everyone in there has. I may not agree with what they're saying, right. but they make. I, I understand why they're nominating them, and right. I I I don't agree with the nomination, maybe, but their their case is a hundred percent valid. There's right. only uh, there's never any question like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. There's right. N- there's never actually there was two, are you fucking kidding me? Which I'll tell you off camera. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. They were right. two. I, there were two eye rolling, are you fucking kidding? Me? <laughs> Which I will tell you off camera. That's right. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Knowles used to say to me, fix your face. Because somebody would be saying something really stupid in one of those label meetings. And you know me, Amy. I'm yeah. trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. But I'd be looking at them like, you dumbass motherfucker. And he'd be like, yeah. everybody can tell what you were thinking in that moment. I was like, and I wanted them to know. I said, I have a good poker face when I need to have one. But when you know somebody is sitting there telling you something that's full of shit or suggesting something that makes no sense, 
it's hard for me to just be like, oh, that's great. <laughs> no, that's why that's why I always sit next to certain people that I uh-huh. know I can poke. If right. they're not, I can poke them or I can write a note on the pad and go, what the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's it. But that's right. all I'll say. You're like, that's with all, love. Right. Yeah. What the, can I mention something real short before we sure wrap can. up? Mm-hmm. Okay, two things. I'm so proud of you that we figured out that if we use Google as our search engine, <laughs> we won't be cut off in the middle of the show. I mean, and then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm that very only, proud wait, it only Wait, it only took us, let's see, March. 15 April, shows. May, <laughs> July, August, <laughs> When did we discover October. Wait, not even October. November. The last show. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, two weeks ago. It's like, huh, I wonder if there's any connection technology-wise between Google Chrome and Google Voice. Right. Let's try it. And it's like, oh, my God, first ring and the phone works. You're like, oh. (laughs) Well, you know, Courtney and I were never hired for our tech ability. We were hired because... Houston, fun at parties. Honey, um, I, wanted- honey I, can, I can remix you a song. I can route your tour. I can do all right. of that. Ask me to fucking park the car across the street. And I'm like, um, you make two no, less. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you talk, why don't we each talk about two kind of music we're digging right now? And then I want to give a short little shout out to somebody. So why don't you tell me what you've been, you listen to way more music than me. So what have you been listening to lately? I am, you know, in full homosexual bliss because. Okay. When are you not? <laughs> I know, but it's been like the fucking trifecta of everybody dropping cute gayatorial records. It's that's like, because that's because the pandemic has kept you guys from going out and recruiting other kids. It's so this past Friday, Steps dropped their album with the Future Holds. And listen, I'm a pop cheesy motherfucker. I love some nineties, early aughts pop. And so I've been in full steps what the future holds. Bliss, enjoying that. I've been listening to Kylie on repeat. I've been listening to Roisin on repeat. Um you know, a bunch of the old shit, I, I definitely um, have pulled Jesse Ware back into the moment. And I've just been listening to a lot of old records trying to find inspiration while working on some different stuff. Like, I, I've been listening to a lot of the old DeBarge albums. I hadn't listened to those yeah. in years. Um, I started pulling out, interestingly enough, Melba Moore's. 70s catalog, some of that stuff by Van McCoy and when she was trying to kind of do disco stuff, and that's been interesting. And digging through a lot of the Tom Tom Club albums past the first album. So I've been listening yeah. to Boom, Chee Chee, Boom, Boom a lot and Close to the Bone and just uh, interesting, weird, random shit, plus, you know, this new pop stuff that's just been shaking my world and making me dance around my apartment, you know? Yeah. Um, what about you? I have not been listening to anything particular. Well, I mean, based on sort of the rabbit hole I fell into listening to, um, you know, the watching The Crown and Lover's Rock, I was playing the first specials record, which is oh, nice. perfect. There's not a bad track. And it kind of brought me back, as I was saying before, to that kind of – that that punk time in my life, the 78, 79, 80, where there was, was this huge, you know, mishmash of, of, you know, of ska and punk and the whole, and music was very political. The specials was a very political record because it was reacting to Thatcher. People always think that, you know, just punk rock, punk rock, but there was a lot of stuff going on. Listening again to Linton Kwesi Johnson because the stuff is extraordinary. And then I started listening to, uh, for reasons I can't quite figure out, the Divinals, um, cause I haven't listened to them in a really long time. And Christine Amplett, who passed away several years ago. Yeah. That voice, there is no one that sounds like that well, woman. Well, you made me pull out my Divinals album, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I haven't listened to them in a long time. And so many people just get caught up with, I touched myself cause that was the big, you know, international right. hit for them. But they have other albums, and her voice was really special. And it was sad when she died, you know? 
Yeah, no, it was a really, really special, very different, very distinct voice. And yeah, mm-hmm. I touched myself is a great song, but it's sort of like Joan Osborne and what what if God was one of us or Cindy right. Law or what if girls just want to have fun. It was the big smash hit, but it was not indicative of what of their they work. Did. Exactly. Right. You know, it was um all right, I want to give a brief little shout out. I want to give a little shout out to Craig and I don't even know his last name, but he's a neighborhood friend and restaurateur. He and his partner Ben own Peaches and Bed Stuy hmm. and Peaches in Fort Green. And Craig has tortured me for years because he thinks I am single-handedly have destroyed hip-hop because I love the clips. So mm-hmm. he's tortured me for years. But he came up to me the other day. I saw him. Mm-hmm. And he said, I love your podcast. I listen <laughs> to it all the time. Wow. You and you and Courtney are so New York, so funny. I listen to it in the car. It drives my wife crazy. And I know his wife is <laughs> lovely. So he said to me, they have set up these little outdoor eating areas that look sort of like Smurf Village. They're like little separate eating areas. Mm-hmm. And he said, you and Courtney, are you in the same pod? Because you could come and record here. Oh. So if we ever want to record outdoors, but we're really not in the same pod because we haven't seen, we're in the same podcast. Get right. it? <laughs> dun, dun. Boom. Um, but we haven't seen each other. But anyway, Craig, thank you, Craig. He loves, no, he seriously and he loves very little of what I do other than my son <laughs> because he used to, he used to, um, one of Lucian's first jobs in the neighborhood was working at the restaurant. So they're lovely guys, but he hates my taste in music, but nice. he loves the podcast. <laughs> loves it. So, shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig and smoked and, uh, uh, peaches in you know, green I've, and I've, I've, I've only been to what's the small one? smoke joint and they shut it down and now it's peaches there was well no because this was a peaches but wasn't there like a peaches hot house and i haven't been to the the big peaches i went to a small peaches once and i enjoyed it yeah it's good and he loves us and he wants us to sit in his little plexiglass huts and record hey listen Anything is possible. Well, thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Finish Ama. Follow us on Instagram at I'ma Let You Finish in Y. Follow us on Facebook. We're really funny. That's where we're there the most. And I'ma funny. Let You Finish, all one word. Follow Listening Party Presents on IG. Follow Listening Party Presents.co online. I'm very impressed and, uh, that you remember all that stuff, you know, by the listen, way. I'm, I'm, honey, listen, it is, I don't. <laughs> and the it's next not... time we, I'm very impressed with your powers of memory because I know you're honey. just right. I, no, I'm impressed with it. I really am. It's very good. It is, I, I just want to say that um, I just want to pig in a blanket right now. Is that what you're calling, Courtney, is that what you're calling the men you're sleeping with now? Can I sleep with somebody? Listen, I'm giving it up for Christmas. Who wants some sex? I'm giving it up. If you come here with some pigs in a blanket, now here's the thing. I'm trying to be all vegetarian-y. So if you get the field roast ones, you know what I mean, the the vegan ones, you come over here with a plate full of pigs in a blanket and some, some mustard, you'll get lucky. We'll you're be mentally Ill. More than and I love you. I love you for it, but you're not well, Courtney. You are not a well woman. Oh, I am not a well woman. And we'll see you the next time we see you, there'll be an addition to this crew. So Yeah. Yeah, I'll be sitting here babysitting. There'll be an addition to this crew. We'll see you guys around the fifteenth. Deuces. Bye. Take care. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights. 
and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.